live from the summit in San Antonio, Texas, the Gore presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Jeremy Larkin and Dayton Trader. Today's topic, Listings 101. All right, good afternoon, everybody. Hey, hey, what a great, what a great summit so far. I like, I'm, I've taken a ton of notes so far. Um, listen, I feel the energy in the room. I've been talking to a lot of people. It's been great. Um, guys, hey, welcome to Listings 101 with myself and my friend Dayton Schrader back here. Um, guys, listen, we are in a inventory shortage market. Can they all agree? Everybody agree we're in an inventory shortage market. So we want to make sure we deliver great tactics today. Now you guys can get add more listings to your inventory, convert more leads, right? And make sure you're delivering a great client experience along the way. Okay, so um, I'd like to first, like before we get started, I'd like to introduce and pay some honor to my friend Dayton here. We all know Dayton. This man has paved the road for many of us here in this room, myself included. I go. I remember my first summit back in 2009, and there might have been 100 people in the room or something like that back then, right? And um, you know, I see, I see this. This for me, it's like this gladiator on stage, Mr. Dayton Trader, <laughs> right? And it's like he's doing this and this. And I thought, you know, I thought I was pretty good back then, right? I thought it was then, you know, you come across somebody like Dayton, it's like, wow, wow, man, I got to change all this when I get back. And um, you know, it's it's been an honor to serve serve along or no Dayton for as long as I've known him. Also serve alongside him as a coach now. And uh, listen, this guy's a legend. He's, he's poured in so many people. Was it over 400 people of students you've worked over the years? Um, I'm honored to coach alongside you today. Introduce Mr. Dayton Schrader. Thank you. And I also got to tell you, the reason Jeremy Larkin is a coach is because he's a great student. He is a grinder. He is competitive. He is tough. He's getting unbelievable reviews. Not unbelievable. He's getting exceptional reviews as a coach because he's so tough. And I heard a couple of people say, you don't hear Jeremy Larkin and Soft in the same sentence. It's just not how he, not how he rolls. And so a great team in the Woodlands, uh, which we're practically neighbors. That's only about four hours yeah. from here. And by Texas standards, uh, $125 million last year, 350 yes. yep. sides, Mas Minos. Yep. Somewhere in that range. I can't even count as high as yours, so. I got a head start. I got I got a 25-year head start on you, I think, or something like that. So so we're going to talk about listings. How do you get more listings? People ask me that all the time. There's a couple of different ways you can do it. You can chase FISBOs, which I would not wish on anybody. You could chase expireds. We don't really coach much on that. Or you could put people in your car and schlep them around for about 15 years, and then they'll start calling you back saying, you don't remember us, but we had two more babies, or we just got a promotion, or we're leaving town. I kid you not, I got two calls Monday from people. 20 years ago, I put them in a house, and 23 years ago, I put them in a house. So that's my database finally paying off after 41 years of doing this. <laughs> so, I mean, it is, it is a grind, and you got to be showing up big time every day. But here's how you get the listings. And we're going to go through on page, where are we? Uh, page 44. Page 44, thank you. Page 44. That is the rubric for building out your business. And how we accelerate it is when we'll talk, we'll get into the VIPs and things like that. But folks, if you can if you can work that list and you can work that list well with your team and delegate and get them from we get them on a scale of one to five. One is it just doesn't get done, and five is every time without fail, no problem. If you can start checking those off one after another, you're going to build a great business. That 
and the core score test levels one, two, and three, that is the roadmap uh, to having a great practice. And then you can scale it all you want. I definitely agree with that. So that's, let's, let's start digging into some tactics. So let's talk about first, let's talk about how we get listings, okay? And especially in this type of market, all right? So um, let's start with the database. Right, you guys just heard me talk on stage about it. I'm a big believer. Most of my business, almost all the business I do is listing business, personally. Right? I have, you know, I've built it. Uh, I'm sorry? From my database, correct. So most of my business is done from my database. You, you don't handle a lot of buyers. I don't handle many buyers. I've built out a team. I've got you know, buyer's agents that work for me. And obviously, this is not about buyer's agents. I want to stick to the listing part of it. So I primarily focus on listings. Because Dayton, I mean, Dayton's a true testament of it. I mean, hey, Dayton, how have you survived so long? Listings. Listings. Listers last. 100%. Listings last. Listers last. So uh, so for me, when it comes to the database, you know, it, it comes down to having a detailed plan on how you stay connected with the database. Okay? So for me, it's, well, you know, we call it letter of the week. There's a couple ways to do it. You do letter of the week or you do anniversary calls. Okay? Now, what my calls have looked like lately, all right? So, and by the way, let me step, let me step back one second. You know, when I have my letter of the week calls or I have my database call, or I'm sorry, my uh, anniversary calls, you know, I'm given a list on my desk. All right. So when I make my calls on Thursdays, I have a list of 30 people that I need to call. Okay. And I'm held accountable from my executive assistant and I make sure I turn that list back in. All right. So that forces me to get this, forces me to make my calls. Okay. So I love that level of accountability for me. Now, I've kind of changed the tone of my conversation. I used to be just kind of checking in. Oh, hey, Mr. Seller, how you doing? God's been a long time. How are the kids? Hey, you know, hey, hey, who do you know is looking to buy or sell real estate? Now we're having to get a little more creative these days because we have to create opportunities. Right? Today is about creating opportunities now. So now I'm having, I'm having conversations around. Anybody not know what the wealth accumulator is? Show of hands. Anybody not know? I didn't think so. Everyone knows good. the wealth accumulator. Good answer. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah good answer. Four-step wealth building tool that Rick put together. I love it. Step one talks about owning real estate that is three to five times your annual household income. Okay? I'm saying that because, you know, every market's a little bit different. Some higher price points. I get it. Different tax rates. All that, all that I understand. But in general, the way I work it is three times on the conservative side, five times on the aggressive side. All right? It doesn't, and, and so for me, like, I've got a big old Mac Daddy primary house. I, I've been at Dayton's. I know he does as well. It can also be your secondary real estate. It could be a vacation home, it could be investment property, whatever that looks like. Um, so, but I'm having conversations around the wealth accumulator, right? Making sure that they are owning that, that, that level of real estate, questioning it, see if there's any changes in their financial status over the, you know, probably haven't talked to them in 10 years, right? And the, uh, uh, the other part is the, uh, wow, drawing a blank right now. But while you're thinking about it, I'll ask you a question. So that's a little bit different approach than I also have drone photography and I'm going to send my stager out and like, like we all do in every competitive listing situation. Well, I do this and I do that and I'm on the top page here and I spend this much on Facebook, which I don't spend a penny on that. But that's what we all say in listing appointments. Instead of saying, I'm going to help you about with your money. Right. This, is where I'm, this is where you separate yourself from the field. This is where you differentiate yourself in a commodity business because it is guys, it is a commodity business. If anything happened to me, the world would keep turning. I mean, the real estate still get done. There's nothing super special about what we do. So you got to find a way to differentiate yourself and leverage yourself. So, so for me, the other part of that conversation is about around ROI. 
So helping other people understand the ROI. So for instance, like, yes, we're in a, call it six to 7% interest market, right? Interest rate market right now, right? So the people aren't really motivated to buy, you know, to, to sell their house, get out of that two, two and a half percent interest rate, whatever they got going on right now, right? And so you have to plant these seeds to make them see that, you know, if they, if they make this move, that there is, there, there is more top end potential, right? So for when I'm, when I'm talking about this, it's, okay, so would you rather get, so let's call it a, let's call it a 5% appreciation over two years. Would you rather get 5% appreciation on a $500,000 house or an $800,000 house? The answer is you the answer is obviously the $800,000 house. So you should always be pushing yourself when it comes to your personal real estate. You, what type of conversations do you have around that, David? Very similar to that. I don't do as good a job as I should on that. Uh, but, I mean, that is a big part of it. And I'm, uh, Rick's been hammering me about that over and over again and, and involving that in the conversation. Right. I have a tendency. If I think I've got it listed, I, I don't bring out a whole lot more stuff. But that would be the difference between that and getting those current client referrals, getting a greater share of wallet from those people, discovering that they need uh, they need a rent house or they're looking for a a kitty condo while their while their child is in college and and creating that dream book. So that's just taking it to the next level. Right. Well, cool. So uh, the next thing we're going to talk about was farming. So let's talk about farming. So the way I farm, um, I'm big about the EOS. Okay, so my EOS goes out to not just my database, but I I send it out to three different farm markets. How many rooftops do you have? That is around three thousand rooftops. Okay, that's a lot. And that goes out monthly. So I have about four thousand mailers going out to my to my my farm markets. Now I do I, I do check the ROI on this every single month. We we very much track where our, where our deals come from. Um, we we tend to do very well. The messaging, when, especially for the farm markets, it's usually some sort of success story. All right, it's usually kind of demonstrating our marketing, right? So we have we have a really nice photo of you know from our photographer. We do twilight photography, so it looks really pretty. It catches the eye. So we want to make sure we're catching their eye. It's got my personal picture on it because I want them to be able to keep a C in my face over and over, a C in my name over and over again. That branding and recognition That's is right, huge. branding and recognition. And if this isn't something like you send out one EOS, you can't just expect it to work overnight, right? You send out one farm mailer. It's just not It's not going to convert overnight. It's something you have to do for 6 to 12 months. How long, how long have you been farming those neighborhoods? Uh, now at this point, yeah, at least two years. Okay. These new, yeah, because I, I so I made a, I made a conscious effort a couple of years ago. I wanted to go into higher price points, right? So I pushed myself in my own personal real estate, right? In my own neighborhood, got to a higher monster price point. house. Yep. And is that one of the neighborhoods you farm? Yep, that's one of them for sure. What's the affinity for the other neighborhoods? What, is it just proximity or price, or you it, used to live there, or you put five clients in there? For me, it's strictly price, and I've had some success in the neighborhoods over the years. Okay, there we go. So especially if we sell a house in that neighborhood, we're yeah. definitely pushing that on our end as far as hey, we just sold this house. Sold it for two days. Sold at ten percent over list price. Is anybody doing a farm right now? A geographic farm consistently? A few. So what? You farm condos, nice high end stuff. No, I farm uh, like an area around my office, high end, uh, high Single family detached. Yeah. Oh, and some condos. Do you have how many buildings do you do you chase? Eleven hundred doors, all in. Wow. Who else? Who else? Uh, Frank? Yep. Um, Frank, you farm your whole neighborhood, your whole, your, your whole town. City. <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's the mayor of the county where he lives. I mean, he can farm everything edge to edge. <laughs> so, yeah, I try to go uh, every other month. Okay. And, you know, whether it's stat-based or whatever. 
whatever, and we just don't, it's all price. Like, there, we, we, we figured out what price we want. Yep, right. We found all the neighborhoods that have that price point, and that's how we You set a floor of 300000 or 400000 or whatever, and you're not chasing anything else. Who had their hand up on farming? Kevin? I like to be part two. You farm Redbird Ranch, and what else? Oh, very nice. Wow, 9,000 rooftops. That's a lot. That's a lot of rooftops. So every door direct. Is everybody familiar with that notion? Anybody not familiar with that? Good. Okay, cool. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on that. That's what you use. Is that not? I use, as far as setting them out? For the farm. Yes. For I, so I use I use reaching neighbors. So okay, that's what I yeah yeah. So we basically we our templates are pretty much done twelve months or sorry yeah twelve months ahead of time. So we have our whole year already planned out. So they go out automatically. Now we can deviate from that as we need it. So if I know that we just sold a home in a community, my my TC knows that okay. But when we when we send out our our EOS the next month, we're gonna make sure we push this particular product. It's something we talk about in our meetings all the time as well. We're very particular about how we. How we send out our marketing. So that's it's called every door. I know every door. That's the other one. Uh, it's called reaching neighbors. Reaching neighbors. Reaching neighbors. And you can upload your uh, your uh, Excel spreadsheet to them. They will carry your pre-sort plus four barcode. They'll, they'll collaborate with you on it. Oh yeah, and you're talking about for a jumbo postcard. You're talking about seventy-five cents a pop, seventy-nine cents a pop. So they're not cheap, but it gets done, and that's. And it gets done every time without fail. And they can also do your letter of the heart, and they do the evidence of success. But now, farming's different, and this is where we, we, we differ a little bit on this. Uh, I, I farm Sonterra. I've lived there for 20 years now. Nice uh, golf course community, 15 minutes from here. About 1,500 rooftops in the whole neighborhood, about 12 or 13 different subsets from, from townhomes all the way up to estate homes. And the average price in there is probably 400, 450 or so. And I've farmed that for years. And I probably have, I don't know, 50 plus deals in that neighborhood over the years. And I've, I lived in three houses in that neighborhood. I built two and owned a third one before that. And so I'm, I know the neighborhood. I can get inside the gate. I'm a member of the club. I've got a competitive advantage in that situation. And so that farming piece is all about Sonterra. It is all about the lifestyle, the new listing that I have. If I didn't get a new listing, it's the listing that I sold. I'm going to remind them that I sold that one and that one and that one, and I owned that one and I built that one and I sold that one. And I want to keep driving that point home so that when the time comes on their way to the trash can, I mean, I have no illusions that this is going on their refrigerator underneath the magnet next to their kids' drawings. They're going to the trash can with it, but I want to say, huh, well, okay, <laughs> if I ever need this guy. And so that's, that's part of the deal. But there's just a little bit about what's going on. Yes, sir. What do you see on the ROI on the farm? Um, I would say probably, I mean, it only takes, like, especially if you're farming big price points, right? So you're talking about, in my, the price points where we're farming, it's going to be, let's say they're about a thirty to $40,000 commission. And our mailers, I think our mailers uh, monthly cost around. So you're not mailing anything under a mil? On our farm markets now. Wow. Because I made a point. I, like, I got to think, I got to think bigger. That's that, like, I'm, I'm, hang on. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm doing that because, like, I want. I mean, if if you really want to get to the high price points, man, you got to you got to surround yourself with those those types of people, and you got to create those opportunities, right? So, I mean, there might be some others mixed in there, Dane. You know, because you know how they do the post routes or whatever, right? right? So, yeah. But, but I'm purposely farming high end. But you're you're intentional on intentional, on super seven, intentional. seven figure deals. Yep. Big paychecks. Yes, sir. So, anyways, to answer your question, um, 
you know, it takes maybe what one deal to pay for my entire annual spend. Um, so I would say we. Uh, I'm trying to think. Last year, we probably just based on the mailers, we're probably 12 to 14 deals out of the mailers. Yeah, and I think I, I would say that's been a big, big mover in my average price point as as a team, right? So I mean, no I'm, we close 360 deals a year. You know, we call. I, I remember you know, call a couple years ago. I think our average price point was like 320. And now, just me personally, like if I just look at my my personal business, right? Not take my buyers agents out of it because they're they're doing lower price points. Right, me personally, I'm around 700. Those are the deals I want to work. Man, man will start his car for less than 20 grand. That's just the way it is. <laughs> well, it's a Tesla. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in our neighborhood, I do. Uh, if I spend 1,200 dollars a month, that's uh, what is that? 14,000 a year plus a little website support plus a little this and that and the other. I'd say maybe I'm into it for 15 grand, somewhere between 10 and 15 thousand dollars a year, and I'll make 50 to 60 thousand dollars in commissions. Pretty consistently, and I've had months where I, or years where I've done over a hundred. So it could be anywhere from five or six to one uh, to 10, 10 or twelve to one. And I've seen other people that were really, I mean, really owned a certain neighborhood. You can, what? How many deals do you do in, in, in uh, Redbird? Probably two or three a month. Two or three a month out of eight or ten a month that's done, and that's 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 as close to market domination as I've seen. Uh, and really saturate our neighborhood. You live there. You own half a dozen houses there. So you're 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 credible in the community. Okay. Yes, ma'am. You kind of went into like what you're sending with um, with success stories and great photos and branding, and you know you've only got ten seconds to the trash can. Right. This, right. this neighborhood that I'm going after, it's 450 doors. The low price point is two million. The highest six million. Wow! And it doesn't turn over. And it's in this shift where, like, in the next five years, these homes will all be bought out by builders and torn down and built up to be that six million dollar home. So they're going to tear down a two million dollar deal I'm and, selling and roll a stick of dynamite into it and build six. That'll wow! Get, that'll get torn down. What name? What market is this? Yeah, Newport Beach. Oh, geez, yeah, okay, no. got it. So <laughs> I'm. I'm, I feel like, and I could be over analyzing here, but I need to be more intentional in what I'm sending, not mm-hmm. just like the 10 seconds to the trash can. I'm like right. really trying to make an impact. So what do you think they want to know? Who the buyer is. I see three different buyers that want into that neighborhood and like more beneficial to them where the mail that I see going into that right. neighborhood is uh, we got a cash buyer, but that's representing the buyer, right? That's not really representing the seller. So well, I want to show up as like an advocate for the seller. I'll tell you what, nothing strokes your ego more as a seller to sell your house off market. No sign, no lockbox, one realtor, a really good offer, probably a lease back. That that is that is that really strokes your ego, and I, I got that unsolicited offer on my house a few years ago, and I thought, man, if there's a bigger fool than me that wants that much house in this neighborhood, because the last one took three years to sell, that was over a million dollars, and so when he, they came out of nowhere and said, we want to be on this street, we love your house, and I said, have you even seen it? And they said, no, but we've seen pictures and we've got friends, and so they wanted that house, and I thought, you can have it. And we ended up in a in the Drury Inn for a month, and then we ended up rent house for a year, and then I finally got my. My, I don't think my last house or not, but my, my next house built and moved into. But so, so go and approach and say, I've got this buyer, and we joked about this before the class. I've got this mom and dad and two kids that want to live in Happy Valley under $800,000, one story, and a little silhouette of them. 
Now that's kind of folksy, San Antonio, low key, that may not fly in Southern California on a super more sophisticated deal. Uh, so you're gonna have to figure out what your, what your target is. But I think what they want is, tell me what's going on in the market, sales that you can disclose, uh, names that you can drop without, without crossing the line. That's always a delicate. Somebody in my neighborhood, one of the Spurs lived there down the street from our first house and the lady selling the house across the street mentioned his name in the MLS. You know, that's not cool. Yeah, that's not cool. And so, yikes. Uh, yes, sir. One second. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on one second, Mike. Going back to the database, when yeah. lately being in Vegas, a lot of people moving there. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting a lot of buyer referrals. Okay. And I don't have a big team like you. I'm working the buyers okay. or Thank showing agents. Is there anything I can do to get more listings from the database? The lingo, what I say, or how well, to, to me, manipulate it? So you're talking about these are past, these are buyers you're working with listings, or you're talking about your past well, clients? My, my database referral has been okay. more buyers than sellers. It's been more buyers than sellers. So okay. that's my question. I'm, I, and then, yeah, so I, I don't mind more buyers, but I want sure. also more listings to go with it. So well, is there anything you can tell me to work that better? Well, so I was going to talk about this right now. So here, here I, have, I have a different idea for you. Okay, so have you, have you sold some listings lately? Have I sold any yes. lately? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what are you doing after? What are you doing after they sell? What's the, what is the end of that? What is so after after you close on the house? What are you doing to to farm or, or market that? I'm not. Okay. Well, let's, let's start with that part. Okay. So you don't do it just listed or just, just sold. sold. So I was gonna say. So I have a title company where they help me with my just solds. Okay. So that that helps as well. Postcards. Postcards that go okay. out. Okay. But something my team does, and this is this is advanced. I'm not saying you can't do it even as an individual agent, but we we mojo dial. We just circle dial the neighborhood. All right, so we say, right. hey, look, listen, we just sold this house down the street for you know $20,000 over list price. Hey, do you have any interest in selling your house? We have other buyers that are interested in buying real estate. So circle prospect. Yeah, we were in a multiple offer situation. Yes. This buyer got it, but three people went away empty-handed, and they really want to be yep. in this neighborhood. Yep. Kevin, you had your hand back up again. Hold on one second, Kevin. She had mentioned about ways to get it to not go to the trash so fast. It's going to. It's going to, yeah. but one thing that I've done that actually helped me, especially when I was going into a new market, was I partnered with other local businesses and put them like 80% on the postcard with some kind of give, like free appetizer. Which a coupon, is. half off your pizza. And, what? And, and I go to them, I say, hey, I'll pay for everything. You just got to give this. And on the bottom part, you know, we get that and the complete back of the postcard. And that's been pinned up on. That's got some shelf life. That'll survive yeah. for a little while. And then you've got a client on the redemption side from the restaurateur or the nail salon or whatever service you partnered up with. And that's helped me build my VIP list. That's a, that's yeah, a right that one down. Um, boys and girls. Mo Mojo Dial, Jeremy, can you talk a little bit more about that, please? The, the dial and the circle around Sure, it, it automatically gets their, no their numbers. And my team, I mean, I don't make, personally, I'm not making those phone calls at this point, right? So, but, you know, I'm the one converting the lead at the end of the day. But so what does that call sound? It's creating opportunity. What does that call sound like? You're leaving a voicemail. Yeah. Oh, what's it called? No, no. What's it sound like? What's what's the what's the script? I mean, essentially, hey, look, we just sold your neighbor's house down the street for ten thousand dollars over list price. Whatever the deal is, okay. Like we definitely we definitely make it sound really good from our perspective, okay. They and got we, a lease back. They got <laughs> everything they possibly want. We can make this super easy for you. We got ten thousand over list price. We sold it in five days. We got a lease back. Are you are you interested in selling your house right now? We'll make this process super easy for you. Right, and, they, and then we have definitely gotten a lot of business from that as well. 
for sure. So a 10, 15 to 20 second voicemail, maybe 30 seconds tops. Introduce yep. yourself, the team, yep. where you are. Maybe they and, want to sell their home off market. You know what I mean? They don't have to go to the open market. We have other buyers that we can talk to. Right. Great. Really quick, Dayton, you said, uh, kind of referring to what you said, and Lisa, what you were talking about, about the off market, like stroking somebody's ego. I had, like, during the, the lowest inventory we kind of dealt with um, at the end of 2021, early 22, I had some buyers for like a particular neighborhood, similar to probably what you're talking about, similar price point. And what I did was I did a script. I actually did a handwritten note. I picked out like 50 houses that I thought a couple of my buyers would be interested in. And I did something like, hey, this is Greg. Um, thank you for your attention and reading this quick note. Um, I love your beautiful house. I have a buyer that may be also interested in it. Would you be opposed to selling it off market? I sent 50 out. I got 10 phone calls. And one of them I'm still talking to. I've still talked to a couple. A couple were realtors. Gave me crazy numbers like yeah. in the stratosphere. You know, when people thought they could get yeah. $100 million for whatever. <laughs> um, but one of them I've become good friends with. He's a VIP and I'm listing his house, I think for rent and for sale, like 40 grand a month, $8 million house just from doing that. So like if you use, excuse me, if you use the words, I may, you know, have a buyer, like you're, you're telling the truth essentially because you, because that buyer isn't necessarily going to buy it. I right. mean, he might, but like, I just felt like it, 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 it like struck a chord with like authenticity. Right. Right and I would just change that just to say, I have a buyer who wants to be in your neighborhood under 10 mil if you're thinking about selling or between five, over 5,000 feet or whatever, a couple of criteria. And they go, oh, I don't have that, but, but I, my neighbor does or, or maybe they do. And that's just about the time they got the real. Mike, you got, you got the kind of the, the, the short, quick answer, small team answer with Jeremy. I'll tell you why, why he's a big team. It's because he's got salaried buyer's agents that do all the showing. And that's the big, and he's done that. Jim Bass did that before anybody. And Jeremy has been second behind him ever since, as far as just implementing and executing and having salaried showing agents schlepping the buyers around all the time. So it frees him up to do the listings. It took time. It did take time for it sure. It takes time. Yeah, yes. I mean, you know, that didn't happen overnight. But building that, building that flywheel and getting it going and that critical mass, and then now you're, now you're yeah. doing... The core, yeah, because remember, 30, the, the, yeah, the twenty-five core, or thirty deals a month. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, if you remember, like three years ago, the core is really big about that. You right. Know what I mean? we, we're going to get out of this fifty-fifty buyer's agent model, get into a set. Well, first, it was a salary buyer's agent. Now a salary showing assistance. Right. I bought. I went in head first on the on the salary buyer's agents. I will tell you, it's great when everything's banging on all cylinders. Yeah. The market's great. Hey, but like I will tell you, like January and February, I got off to a super slow start. I mean, super slow start. Now I'm carrying all this overhead. Right, and not enough deals are closing, but and we've you know, I've gotten past that. But I'm just saying that that's that that's where it hurts you is during those moments. That's where having some money in the bank, Correct. and some yes. staying power, yes, for sure, and some faith in the market and your experience and and well, your you have to adjust. You have to you have to pivot, right? Yeah. You have to pivot when the to, when the market changes on you, right? So we had to make some changes on our end as well. But but uh, but yes, no, that's that's been a big help for my career. There's no doubt about that. Yes, sir. Uh, have y'all done anything where you have a buyer and? You like like in our market we have the CRS where you can kind of put in some criteria for right. a house and pull that list and prospect to or reverse prospect like reverse prospect like like listings that may match their criteria that are off market any, any like efficiencies tactics on on doing that I, I get those matches from so I don't do it I would I would even know how to do it 
Uh, I do get an email once a month from somebody who says, I think your buyer might like my listing. And if my buyer really wanted their listing, I, I get them there. So I, I, don't, I don't fiddle with it, but there's other people that do that really, really well, just like they do HomeBot really, really well. We'll talk about that in a second. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify back on the Mojo dialing with the circle calls that yes. just sold. How are you getting the numbers for that? Is that something Mojo supplies? I yes. used phone burner, but I didn't know if that was a Yeah, so my team, my, team, my team gets that, yeah. So it's a yeah. robocall. Yeah, yeah. They give you the numbers to that in yes, the neighborhood you want. I mean, I don't personally do it, right? That's sure. just the way I understand yeah. it, yes. Thank you. Is it your voice or is it some sultry sort of or no, some I great accent or what? Yeah, oh, yeah, the fake Australian <laughs> accent, exactly. Good night, mate. Everybody wants to hear that. All right, so let's... Okay, yes, yes, I'm sorry, Kelvin, yes, sir. Okay, so uh, real quick, my question is, 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 you know, all these guys are in Texas like we are. Uh, Barrett and I in Austin, Texas. It's funny because, again, on my coaching call, a lot of y'all are having inventory problems. We're having the opposite. They, you might be seeing this in San Antonio because in Austin, we're now up to four months supply inventory. So we're having the opposite issue of where when we're in new home subdivisions like you see out here, my question to you all is when I'm going in and getting these listings in these neighborhoods where they came in and built overpriced all that, yeah. you know, you have to compete with the builder, you know, at the same token, it's like, do you want to take the listing? But yeah. then also, do you want to have the listing because if the market turns, well, you know, just from an interest rate standpoint, uh, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you can, go, you can go broke being listing agent of the month every month right. by taking every single listing, exactly. regardless of price, whether or not they're going to cooperate with you, whether or not they're going to stage the house and all that. Yeah, you got a sign in the ground, and six months later, you got to cancel, and you don't have a raving fan. And so I, I think you got to be honest with them and say, here's the deal. Let's look at your options. And, and there's other people that will list at whatever price you want. There's other people that will list it at whatever fee you're willing to pay. I'm not your guy. Here's what I got. Here's how I can differentiate myself in the marketplace. And you got to really sell your value and your brand and your flag and everything else because there's no money for second place. And at that point, you got nothing to lose. So just, just let it go. Well, no, I, I, would, I would get it if you get it at the right price and get right. them to understand. Here's the absorption rate. Here's the days on market. Here's what we're looking at. Here's what the builders are doing now. They're offering 10 and 15%. I know, uh, they're offering super discount, 10, 15% off or they're paying 6% commissions, we can't compete with that. So what we can compete with, you got a finished yard, the drapes are in, it's not a blank check on the building, on the construction process, and it's available immediately, as opposed to, well, maybe it'll get built one day, and they can't kennel their dogs, and they got to get the kids in school, and they got to go to work, a finished house, walk in, drop your furniture, good, but here's the number. And one other thing I want to share with you guys, I learned, I get coached by Jim Bass, um, how many of y'all have showing time in here? Okay. So I found out that with showing time, you can go in there and there's a, if I was playing computer, I can show you better. But there's a metrics where you can pull, put in that zip code or that subdivision, and you can see basically if, say, say for example, if you put in the middle school, right, your competition there, you put it in there, you can see what price points that people are requesting for showings. Mm -hmm. So I'll give you an example. I have one that was listed for 900, but I, I'm sitting here going, well, hey, everybody's requesting to see stuff at 700 for this particular school, right? So we're, we're going to be overpriced from the standpoint I get that, you know, you overpaid in the hot market and you, you, know, you put your wallpaper in now because it's back in. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you may have something in your house, right, Dayton? Yeah, exactly. That <laughs> avocado green and harvest gold is going back one day, I promise. Yeah, but if you have showing time, look at that, guys, because it's helping me on listing appointments so people can actually see 
what buyers are requesting at what price point that buyers are requesting to uh, tour homes at. Yep. And yeah. on your on your update calls, you can also say nobody else is getting these showings in your neighborhood, or a lot of other people they're dismissing your house out of hand because it's just too far over the market. In my experience in San Antonio, if they're if they don't look at it, it's way overpriced. If they look at it and you don't get an offer, it's a little overpriced. Yeah. Uh, and but you got to manage that expectation and manage that fear of how fast do you think your house should sell? Because they, they've got very short memories. Because two years ago, everything sold the first weekend. You had 30 showings. You had 10 offers on your desk Monday morning. You threw it back out for highest and best, or you went 3% over or 5% over. Those days are over. Even even with four months on the market, you're not, that's still below equilibrium. The economists will tell you six months of inventory is, is equilibrium. But nobody's got that patience anymore. Chip and Joanna and Amazon have ruined it for everybody. <laughs> everybody wants one click right now, instant everything. Yep. And so 30, 60, 90 days is just humiliating to the seller because their friend sold their house three years ago in 24 hours. And now they're thinking, oh, my God. Like Rick said, managing his fear of he's got this insanely gorgeous house, beautiful setting, on the lake, tricked out garage, unbelievable guest quarters and everything else. And some buyer says, yeah, I don't think so. And it's just, you can't believe it. And so. But I'm going to piggyback on something Dayton said real quick. Also, give me one second. So. I take just a slightly different approach. This is what I love. This is why I love about coaching with Dayton is we have two different approaches, right? We have different, there's different ways to skin a cat. He's got his way. I've got my way. So I will tell you something Rick said to me years ago. I oh, got it. had to be 12, 15 years ago, something like that. He goes, you never lose a listing over list price. Never lose a deal over list price. You just have to do a better job of setting the right expectations. All right. So when I'm, when I'm in the appointment and I have the comps, I'll ask the seller. If, you know, if they're, if they're within reason, I'm probably not doing this. You'll indulge them a little bit. I'll indulge them a little three, bit. Three to 5% maybe. Because here's what I say. Like, I think this is what your house should sell for, right? Hey, we'll do it your way. We'll try it your way for two weeks, all right? If it doesn't work for you, if it doesn't sell in two weeks, if we're not getting in my – so I use a call a rule of 10. You should write this down, rule of 10. My expectations are we should be getting two to three showings every single week, period. Every single week. We should be getting two to three showings at a minimum every single week. If you're not getting that metric consistently over two weeks, you're just not priced right. Flip side of that is you get 10 people come through your house, right? And you don't have any offers. Well, then they're seeing value outside of your home, outside of the market. Yeah. They're so, buying something else. But so then, I, so then if I have to get really hardcore, because I do, listen, I'm telling you right now, guys, I'm a one-step closer. I'm in the house. I'm trying to close right then and there. There's You're not going back I'm, for I'm a second. I'm one, one 1% chance I'm getting that listing after I walk out of the house. That's yeah. how I feel. So, flip side of that is, so I, I turn around on them. I say, let's reverse roles for a second. If you were a home buyer, right, and I, you look at these comps, what would you pay for this house? All right? And, of course, I'm backing them to the corner. I'm just, I just shut up and make them answer the question. Mm-hmm. Right? And, of course, they're going to say, well, okay, maybe not. You know what I mean? Whatever. They're going to hum, him haul around it. But at the end of the day, then you kind of know where you stand. Right? But if I... Like I'll let somebody try it their way for a week or two. That's fine with me. I don't mind. I'm I'll indulge you, but we got to yep. build. You got to negotiate, pre-negotiate a, a price reduction, so you don't have to redo right. the whole thing again. In, That's right. To, you know, your house ought to sell in thirty days. If it does, there's no reason why. There's nothing wrong with it. Staged perfectly, shows great. Your house should sell in thirty days. If it doesn't, we're not at the right price. Yep. And you gotta, and you got to say that with conviction yep. every time. Yep. So, so, 
like, I'm not doing that. I, I, I see what you're yeah, The question can. was, am I getting the price reductions up front? No, I don't. I personally don't do that. I don't have that form with me, but I'll send it immediately. I've got to say, right. well, I want to agree right now. But, but, but I definitely make all my Tuesday update calls. All right, and, and all of my conversations are around that. All That's huge. Yep. You did a great job this morning. Yes, Austin Lansom. In a big, in oh a big room. Gosh. Thank yes. you. Linda in the house. Sneaking <laughs> in, and we're not asking for leads. So I want to give back to more of my realtors. You know, I'm in a tight market. We have seasoned professionals. If, if a lot of our people went up against y'all, they wouldn't get it. So what are some tactics besides database for these realtors that have only been in the business a couple years maybe? You know, these three or four that are like game changers. Where else can they find listings? I know this is not a whale class. So is there like data points or like creep factor stuff y'all do? And remind me, I have ideas for you to sell more houses in Austin, Texas. Who, who's, who's been at this for less than five years? Well, Here we are. Long. Okay. No, I'll get so along here. Thank you so much. So they call, tell me your name, please. Sarah. Sarah, Sarah. So, so they call your brokerage and they call my brokerage and we go out head up against one another on a listing appointment. Who gets that listing? Depends. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think, you know, when I go to a listing, I go really super overprepared. Right. So I come in with a full packet and I want them to show that I actually did my homework before I showed up to their house. Me too. And some of these more established guys Mm -hmm. in our kind of area they show up and they're like, well, what do you want to list your house for? That, that does amaze me. People do take it for yeah. granted. They, and I don't, even if that's the fourth house I've sold them, I, I treat it like it's our first time, like we've never met and super professional all yeah. the way through. But you and me, you you against me, who gets that listing? Well, you you probably get it. I should, right? My, my yeah. resume, my credentials, your my credentials. Tracker, exactly. I should never, ever lose a listing ever to anybody ever. Even Kevin Rogers, as good as he is in San Antonio, I should never lose a listing to him. He's got a great resume. I got, I got a bigger one. Right. You went to high school with them. Who gets that listing? Me. They know your folks who gets that listing. Me. You went to college with them. Who gets that listing? Me. They're, your kids play with their kids. Me. What's the difference? That we have a personal relationship. Bingo. Yep. If you don't have a competitive advantage, don't compete. Okay. But where you do have a competitive advantage, you got to go all in. So where you have a competitive advantage in any number of areas... But you'd have a hard time competing with me against Aggies in, 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 that, in that sandbox. Right. I, I should win that. UTS, I should win that one. Sonterra, I should win that one. But there's other ones where I couldn't touch you. My neighborhood. The neighborhood that you live in, that you've lived in for years, yeah. where you, you, do the, you do the annual garage sale, or you do the shredding event, or things like that. I, 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 sh- I shouldn't be able to touch you in right. that neighborhood. Yeah, that Short of you just totally screw it, which you're not going to do. But I mean, as credible and professional as you are, you're going to get that listing. And so, so I guess that, that's the long answer. The short answer, you got to be super, super specific about your market and what you're looking for and where you've got a competitive advantage. Otherwise, again, you've got, you got to eliminate 95, 98% of your competition if you can do just that. Otherwise, again, in San Antonio, there's 15,000 realtors, right? Right? 15? Oh, dues, dues are coming due again, and they can't pay their MLS dues. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, thank you very much. And I, you probably would beat me, and I'd, I'd be so mad. <laughs> they, we like her better. And I, we, <laughs> right? 
You, you didn't take right. it for granted. You showed up like a professional. Game on. Let's go. Good for you. Well, and I, it, it, we'll, we'll dig into that process just a little bit because we, I've got, we've got some tactics we're going to share around what that appointment looks like as well. So, But, but you got to go in. Uh, there's no money for second place, so you got to go get it. I learned that. that was the yep. first coach I had was Kathy Courtney a long, long time ago. She'd look at my lead tracker, and I had, okay, and I actually got my original Blue Beast from 23 years ago. And uh, she'd look at my lead tracker and say, well, you went on all these appointments, but you didn't get any listings. And I said, well, you know, they weren't quite ready. They were thinking about it. They, you know, and she, she's going, don't you ever come out of that appointment again empty-handed. You get them to sign something. You get them to make a commitment to you. You're not going back a second night. And that was one of those bing kind of moments for me of, okay, let's go. So, Mike, yes, sir. So my question is about process. You mentioned you're going to talk about it, but do you guys do videos before they go, you go on the listing? Well, I'll tell you what. We'll set, let's segue in that go, way. Go, I think go. that's perfect. We're going to talk about the pre-listing process. I think okay. it's an important thing to talk also, about. Also, if you drop off pre-listing package, that's another. All right, I'll, I'll address that yeah. right now. Okay, so we'll talk about the pre-listing process. I'll, I'll go first, Dave, and I'll go, go for it. here with you different as well. So, um, listen, guys, so... I'm very sales. I'm, I'm a salesman. I look at myself. I think I feel like I'm a I'm a pretty good salesman. Okay, so I'm doing everything in my power to try to win that deal before I ever even show up in the living room. Okay, and that part of that revolves around the pre-listing process. Okay, now I have a checklist. I think it's on page 45. 45? Yeah. Yep. All right. So it kind of explains what our pre-listing checklist looks like. Okay. So immediately they're getting a video from me. Because I think put, putting a face to the name means something, right? So they know that they're. I don't because I don't want them to cancel the appointment, you know, because they they don't have enough information about me. So we're I'm so they're getting a video from me, just one video. Yep, just quick. Is it? It's personalized. It's no, it's not no. personalized. Okay, not so personalized. it's can. my team. My team automatically sends out. It's part of our process. And right? so give, and give, give them the script real quick. If you can. Well, I just like, hey, man, my name is Jeremy Larkin. I'm super excited you reached out to my team about uh, listing your home. I'm super excited to meet you. Um, uh, including in this email is our, our, our listing paper. I want you to like to review this before I show up your appointment, so that way we, we can we can talk about it. If you have any questions, I can answer that. It's something along those lines. Super professional. Yes, that's it. It's short and sweet. But, listen, guys, all videos, but you should write this down. All videos should be under a minute, minute, 30 seconds. That's yeah, it. Or they're going to lose their attention. If, yeah, they have to just spend a three-year-old. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But so they get the video, um, they get that, that's in, it, within that email is also, I, we just send like a kind of generic copy of our listing paperwork because I want them to be able to review those processes. There's, there's, anim, huh? It's, it's, it's filled in, 100% filled in. It's in a PDF form, yes. Nope, it says to be determined. I'm going to get to that in a second. Yeah, well, ours, ours is ready to go. The only thing that's blank is the price and the start date. Yep. Everything else is already done, yep. including transaction fees and everything else is all in there. Any addendums? And but, all that. Yeah, so that, uh, something I changed this year as well, especially when in the lower inventory market, is I'm actually setting that, I'm sorry, when the market slowed down, rephrase that, when the market slowed down, this is something that we implemented, I automatically set them up on a property search for their own neighborhood. Because I want them to start educating themselves on the pricing of their neighbor so they don't have any misconceived, bad, you know, bad, uh, uh, bad details about the pricing of their house. So, um, so that's that was that was big for us, and I'm walking like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you sent me those pricing. Like, now I have now they have a general idea what their house is truly worth, so they're not surprised when I come in. It's you know two hundred thousand dollars lower than what they think. You know what I mean? And I keep it on them during the listing process. And so when they on your Tuesday update call, and they say, well, that house down the street sold. You say, yeah, it did. It's gorgeous. 
it was $200,000 less than you, or it was, it had a three-car garage, or it had something else. Or, yeah, it sold, but it didn't sell for what you thought it sold for. They were asking seven, but they ended up at six fifty, and it was on the market longer than you thought. So you got to be you got to be prepped when you so you don't walk into an ambush yeah, yep. on that call. Yep. Now, now but that's you, a great. Ta- I mean, that, I, I kid you not, I just wrote that down. Thank you, Dave. I, that's hey. something yes, I, I taught Dayton Strader something. Oh, yeah. like my career is made. My career is made. I get way more than I give in this deal. So. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So within my local Woodlands market. If, if, I have, if I get a listing opportunity there, then yes, I have a team member that drops off of a pre-listing packet. So it has all my marketing information, all that stuff in there. Um, oh, let me go back to the email. The email also has a testimonial video. So any event that I do, we update this video about every two years. It is basically a one minute, minute 30, maybe two minute video on my client's experiences with working with us. We're big about family. We're big about staying connected with them. They took great care of us. They're sharing their stories, right? So again, like I said, I'm trying to win this appointment before I, before I ever walk in the door. Is this a montage or is it just it's a montage? One? montage. Okay, yes. so you got five or six clients. Correct. Yep, yep. Professionally done. I mean, again, it doesn't have to be complicated. We bring a, a photographer to one of our events. They'll film the different montage. They put it together, put our logo on it. it looks nice when it's all set. Super, super easy. Um, and that, that's part of the email that goes. Yep. <laughs> I hold a gun to their head, Kevin. <laughs> no. Um, and then, uh, then also we, had, we sent them all the links to all of our testimonials. All right, so guys, if you don't have a testimonial process, I promise you, here's one thing that's been really big for me lately. You've got to get those Google reviews. If you guys aren't getting Google reviews, you need to start that today. Um, I actually did a little contest earlier on this year. Right. I had, I had uh, basically everybody that gave us a Google review, my entire t- past client database... Uh, we, we, they went into a drawing for like 200 bucks or something like that, whatever it was. Uh, we ended up getting like a, like a hundred, right around a hundred Google reviews. Do you, how many do you have total? Uh, I have like a little, I think right around 200, a little okay. 200. Yeah. yeah. So it's something we were, we were trying to beef up those Google reviews. I started getting leads and deals from people just contacting me directly from Google. I'm like, well, how did you find us? They're like, well, we saw you on Google. I'm like, okay, well, I better step up my game a little bit. Right? I accidentally found that. But so having a testimonial process, so they have all this information before you ever walk in the door, right? So I'm qualifying myself before I walk in the door. What, what do you do? What do you do different? Well, we got a, we've got a really good pre-listing package. It goes out electronically. We don't hand deliver those anymore because uh, we got. I'll go forty-five minutes to it. Rick yeah. said thirty minutes. I can't. I can't cover my market in thirty minutes. Sometimes the traffic. But anyway, uh, but so we cover it all here in San Antonio, and they get a really good pre-listing package. They get a really good pre-listing interview, and the appointment scheduled and confirmed. All the information we confirm the spelling of the last name. Who's been on a listing appointment? with the seller's name spelled incorrectly on every single document, right? Who's been there uh, when the ex-wife is on every single document? When the ex-wife is on every single document and the new wife is sitting there? A two-story market analysis on a one-story house, the bootleg room edition that they didn't tell you about, uh, all that kind of stuff. So we, we get all that information. Oh, it's, it, we can email, I'll share it with you. I mean, I'll share it with everybody. And so... You have to remind me, but I will do that. And so we'll get that up. A concierge will have it. And so and then I've got a, uh, a good presentation when I'm in the room. But, but basically, we get it set up, confirm the appointment. Uh, what Rick was coaching us on a while back, it's been a while, but basically, if you don't get that appointment initially, then you can you start dripping the videos on them and incubating right. them. And that's a whole other process. That's a whole, that's other whole other process. Other class, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But hey, if you guys didn't write that down. That introduction, that introduction video is huge yes. and impactful, I think. And yep. the testimonials just cements that. Because yep. they do say, I checked you out. Yes. I can't stand social media. I don't want to waste any time or money on it. But it's white noise, but you got to play the game sometimes. Yep. And unless it's a third-generation client, that they're not talking to anybody else, they do look you up just to make sure that you're not a total, total nut job. Yep. I was going to say, if you guys, if you guys don't have a pre-listing interview process, you guys should write that down. That is, that's phenomenal for us as well. I mean, it's, I like to know, so now again, this is part of our, our checklist. So, but you know, my, my, have a, my transaction coordinator, RP1 is who, is who executes this, right? But you don't make that call. She does. She interviews she herself. I prepare. So it's a, it's a thing because I still book some of my own appointments in particular, right? So if I have somebody reaches out to me directly, well, I'm not going to look at, well, talk to my assistant. Then she's going to book the appointment. I, I book that appointment right there because I'm just, I want listings. So I'm, that's yeah. my priority. One, one second, Mike. One second. Yes. I do, I do actually. Yes. Uh, I'll, I'll get to that in just a second. Um, so she's sending that. So she's doing the pre-listing interview. The two other things that I like to add to that right. is I want to know where their head's at in pricing. All right, so I want to say, so what do you think your home is worth? Like, what are you looking to get for your house? Like, so that's a question I ask. I also ask them if they're interviewing other agents because I want to know if I'm in a competitive listing situation. So I need to know how hard I'm going to be, right? So I'm trying to get that information up front. And yes, yeah, so Mike, so I look at that pre-listing. Go ahead, just I, I, I'm curious because I, I don't, but every once in a while I wish I did, and we'll have another conversation about that. So, but okay. but who, asked, who asked if you're in a competitive situation before the appointment? 25 30%? Okay. And do you wish you had, wish you hadn't? Oh, okay, it's nice to know. All right. And then, and then the, the flip side, the people that don't ask, do you wish you did? I, I, and I know where you're going with that, Dayton, because now you're introducing the idea they need to talk to somebody else, right? Right, yeah. yeah sorry, and so, I don't want to plant that seed, but, I mean, it's it's a tough deal. But I've never regretted it. I mean, I just even if they do, I mean, if I feel like I blow them away, if I'm in that appointment, I'm going to get that deal. I'm too insecure. <laughs> I don't. I, I, we might, if we get a sense of something, Valerie's pretty intuitive on something like that. But, um, but uh, I went on one last Saturday. And I'm all set. I mean, I killed it. I crushed it. I've sold 15 houses in that neighborhood. It's right across the street. Stunning house. Love them. Great people. Name dropped. A bunch of people. They all work for Valero. I could. I was reeling off names as fast as I could. And they said, okay, great. Well, we're talking to two more people. And I thought, man, I've been here for 45 minutes. Are you kidding me? And I said, all right, can I put my salesman hat on? And they said, sure. And I said, why in the world do you want to go through this two more times? Well, she's a friend of the family. and We promised her. And she, I said, I don't think any of them can touch me. I said, I know, I, I, sight unseen, I know I've sold more houses than both of them in, in this neighborhood and in my career. And they, well, yeah, it's a family friend. I thought, okay, I asked twice. I wasn't going to push it. And so I got the call uh, yesterday. I got the listing after they interviewed. Thank you. Nice. Congrats. And they're going in to sign documents in my office today. And we're off to the races. Nice. But, uh, but if they do say we're in a competitive situation, then where do you want to be? First, second, or third? We're going to interview three Man, agents. Where do you want to be? That's such a great question. Uh, if I know they're definitely going to meet with me last, I don't mind going last. If I, I, if I go first, I'm going to close incredibly hard. Like, I'm just telling you, they're going to have to file a restraining order on me. Like, I'm, I'm, that's how hard I'm going to go. Well, so I do a lot of, I do a lot of trial closing along the way. Okay, so, um, and then, actually, I have, if you go to the graduate panel class, I have some of my scripts in there as far as how we convert the lead. I kind of wish we would put that in this, in this yeah. class as well, but so be it. It is what it is. 
Well, we had it 50 pages and we got it back down to six. Exactly, exactly right. But, um, but yeah, I'm, uh, uh, it's a, I know, it's, good, it's a good question. I think I, I think I would rather be third because because the question I like to ask at the end is okay. So you've met with everybody. Right. Like what's what's your gut tell you? Who do you really want to go with? Right. I, and, so what I mean, you know what I'm saying. That's just yeah. a, it's a closer mentality. So, so. I, rem- I I still remember when I got big time by another agent and it was a competitive situation. He went before me and then he called. He made the call. Hey Dayton, they signed with me last night. They asked me. They didn't want to call you. They asked me to call you. I've never forgotten. Ugh. it. And I couldn't wait till I got to do that to somebody else. And I did. <laughs> and so my answer is I want to go first. Because if I get in there first, yep. I'm going to blow them out of the water. Yep. Now, I made a liar out of myself just now on this one. But again, it was, with loyalty, family, friend, and all that sort right. of thing. And I said, well, I certainly respect that. And, yeah, and, and probably where you're but, at your but, career, where you're in your career too, you're probably, I mean, you're probably not going on a whole lot of cold listing appointments anyway. No, right? I don't a talk to strangers. A lot of your business is warm. Right? I do not so, talk to strangers. Yeah, yep. Oh. Yep. <laughs> all right. Yes, Mike. Stranger danger. (laughs) At Phil's expense, and and you just saw a very small portion of that, I learned an unbelievable lesson. That's the best lessons you learn at somebody else's expense, and that was a big one. Get in front of them. Don't assume anything. Don't take anything for granted. Manage their fear. Rick, all the money in the world, incredible house, can write a check for anything, and and he still needed to be validated. And he also wanted his wife to be validated. I mean, it's super emotional. Ultimately, everything's emotional, but selling your house, they didn't like my wallpaper. They didn't like my carpet. Are you kidding me? And they'll get get the nose all out of joint. Focus, focus, keep drawing the ball. Right. One sec. Uh, you were going to say, and I jumped on you. No, really quick. I was going to say, so this, you guys, you definitely should run all your appointments the exact same, no matter what, or how many times you've done business with them, how many, you know, how many houses you've closed with them. You do the appointment, you know, call it, it's a newer version of it. You do your listing appointment, your process every single time. Without fail. Without fail. Yes, sir. Yeah, really quick. Just wanted to back up. We talked about asking if you're in a competitive situation. My team does that, and actually 65% of the time, we find out who we're up against. So they'll tell us the two agents that we're going against so we can come in locked and loaded. You have two agents in your market, Frank? Well, it could be one of four, <laughs> but it's usually one of the two. I, I, if they'll tell me if, what I've had happen before, I'll say, well, who else are you talking to? Yeah. Well, I don't want to tell you. Yes. Said, really? Really? Yeah. And, and, and if they do tell me, I can pull them up real quick and say, you know what? They never sold a house over 400000 in their life, or they've only got one listing. And we've got that kind, of, that kind of back office on our stats. So I can look that up and tell whether or not they're even credible in that market or credible. And I'll show them. Here's, here's my listing inventory. Here's my sales. And here's theirs. I'm gonna, I'm, we, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, there's no money for second place. I, I, I would tell you guys, and, I, I, I took that from Dayton years ago. Right, write that down. If you know who you're up against... Man, do your research. I'm, I'm super competitive. Yes. There are agents that I deeply respect in this town. There's very, there's very few that I would be okay with getting beat by in a, in a competitive situation. And I'm sure I'm not going to get beat by a liar. And that's what I couldn't stand. One guy tried to get one, and he said, oh, we're going so-and-so. I said, really? And they said, oh, yeah, well, he sold a bunch of houses in our neighborhood. No, sir. Uh-uh. He is not. And I got that listing. We take a ranking sheet with us uh, at all times, so we're usually one of the top five. And right. so I'll start at the bottom and use it as a you know 
uh, passive aggressive, like, oh, there's 500 agents in our market and flip to the last page so they can see the number 500. Mm -hmm. And then we start scrolling to the top to see how many transactions they all do, like yeah. one a year, two a year, four a year, six a year, until you get to the first page and like we're highlighted with asterisks. And mm -hmm. so we're not saying, hey, look at us up here. But if we don't know who we're up against, we make sure that they see that sheet so they can see that they got to look at two people above us to find right. somebody who's right. better. Okay. Yes, well, yes. yes, Brett. Uh, I, I take it to the listing appointment. It's, it's in the, it's in their homework package that I leave behind. The seller's disclosure they've got to fill out. That's a well. That's a trial close. That's essentially a trial close. They're going to be compliant. And it's like walking in and the surveys laying there yes. and the keys are laying there and the mortgage statements laying. They go, okay, we're going to get this deal done. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. The, that's that. June. That's going to represent the table. Yeah, that's great. How are you overcoming like? if you're competing against somebody that has good numbers, but they don't have a massive team. So they'll be talking to them all the time. So how do you, you got to figure out how, how do you sell yourself and how do you sell against yourself? What am I going to say? If I'm coming up against you, what am I going to say about June? I'm going to say, I've known her probation officer for years. I'm, I'm <laughs> see, she's an amazing human being. I can't believe she's, she's come back from so much. I'm going I'm to stay on the high road. I'm going to do as best I can, but I'm going to have some fun with it too. It, it, at some point. And so, yeah, so uh, yeah. you say, look, here, so what they say about me is you'll never hear from him. He's too big, blah, 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 blah. And so I got to hit that head on and say, I got a great team that keeps all my promises and you're going to get calls from me and we do the updates and this and that and the other. And so being preemptive on that. So what are they, what are they going to say bad about you? She lives too far away. She sells too many. Her team's too big. She's, she's not going to touch you in this price range. She's, She's not a luxury agent, or that's too small for her, or whatever. And so you got to know what 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 I would say about you, given the opportunity, if we were if we were competing with one another. Sounds great. Thank you. Okay. I think what we went to hit on uh, Dave when we talked on our pre on our uh, prep meeting is if we get any sort of pushback on the appointment. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No. So so essentially, so let's say. Um, I'm sure we've all come across this at one point. So this happened to me recently. So I'm going to, I'm going to share, a little, I'll share a little story. So this had to be, I want to say it was January. Um, I had an appointment. Um, it was relatively, it was a colder lead. It was colder. It's a, it's a referral source that we do. We do, we do a lot of business with, but it was a colder lead. And I called up to follow up and set the appointment. And he was like, oh, well, we already met with somebody. We're going we're to go with this agent. This is on the phone, right? So I'm on the phone with this prospect. And he's like, oh, and I, so when Rick talks about the lower the bar closing, like I use the lower the bar a lot, in particular for getting the appointment. Right. Hey, well, listen, you've only met with one agent. Yeah, you have nothing to lose by missing by meeting with a second agent. And they, Everybody should interview three agents. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the only time I want to say this. But. Why in the world would you interview three agents? No, you should listen. But I, but I guarantee you, if I wouldn't have pushed back on that, I mean, you know, he just would have gone with that other yeah, agent. So it was I, over. I just, I'm just encouraging you guys, like, don't don't give up if they say no. I, I immediately asked him, have you, have you signed any paperwork yet? And of course, he said no. 
And I said, well, listen, let's get a second opinion. Maybe I have a different opinion on pricing. Maybe there's something you'll like about our marketing better. And maybe we're doing business together. He's like, well, all right, I got nothing to lose. Sure. Right? So that, that way you're just not giving up. Don't, I mean, I think leads are gold right now. Right? Oh. In particular, listing leads. So I, I just don't let any of them go. So just that, this is the mindset. Like if, and I don't think, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm, you probably don't come across this very often as far as people not wanting, you know, not, you're not having any trouble booking appointments for listings. We right? get the same, the same every once in a while. And it, it, it was a weak lead, though. It was not, if it's a really yeah. good lead, it's not an issue. Right. But if it's a mediocre lead and, and not referred with value, whatever the circumstances were, then, then I, I've had that conversation. Well, we're all going to go with so-and-so. Really? Oh. And, and you can tell real quick they're just edgy about it. And I think, right. ah, you know what? I'll, I'm not giving up 6 o'clock on a Tuesday night right. to, to validate somebody else's pricing or, or whatever. Right. But at the, at the end of the day, that, at that appointment, I, 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 you know, I was able to convince him to meet with me and it ended up turning into a $1.1 million deal. There you go. You know what I mean? So, I mean, nice. but I could have even easily given up and lost $30,000 just like that. What did he say? He said he was impressed with me. I said, I, was, I seemed very professional. I was actually surprised. I, and I closed the deal on the spot. Once I got inside their house, I closed it on the spot. Um, and then he also, it's funny, so it was from a referral source. I, I have this referral source called Homelight. I don't know if you guys have, know what Homelight is, right? He said, he goes, man, he goes, you were so good. I don't want you to discount your commission. I don't want you to t- take that referral fee. So, I mean, it was, it was I don't know wow. what I said. And we're going to talk about the actual presentation. That's why I really... Big whales are nice because they're not trying to chisel you all the that's time right. on something. That's right. That, that's amazing. Yeah. So, so let's talk. Let's, let's start digging into that. So okay. We probably have we different. Do? We we have plenty of time. We're good. No, good. Okay. Good. Thank yeah. you. So we, uh, you know, obviously you can tell date and I have different styles, which is there's nothing wrong with that. In many ways, to skin a cat. So we were talking about overcoming objections. So when you come across a seller that wants to discount their commission, how do you overcome that objection, Dayton? I'm normally wearing a thousand dollar suit and nice shoes and a tie and roll with your Bentley. And, and I, you know, my, and so I don't look like I don't look like uh, uh, you got to remember what Saturns are. I used to joke about if you dress like a Saturn salesman, you're gonna get paid like a Saturn salesman. Yep. And so I don't show up taking anything for granted in that regard. So I look super professional as best I can every time. I'm on time. I got a good looking car out in front of their house. Uh, my my stuff is really really nice. My collateral is excellent, and and you're still going to run into that periodically. Course, and so you can have all that, and they go, yeah, but yeah, but. And so and I and I, I can say, well, yeah, there's plenty of people that list your house for a thousand bucks. I mean, if that's if that's what you want, let me show you again. And you got to circle back around. Say, here's my stats. Here's my list price to sales price ratio. Here's the field. I'm getting 98% or 99%. I got 100 sales that back that up. So statistically, that's a good sample. I've got that many sales that back that up. The field's getting 96%. Right. Three points on $400,000, that's 12 grand. That's more than, that's more than the, what we're talking about on my feet. And I'm sure not going to chisel the other agent. And we're, we're uh, very blessed in San Antonio. It's a, a fairly traditional market. And, but there are people that will only offer a lower compensation to the other agent because they couldn't hold firm on their own deal. And I'll tell them, I'll, I will never do that if, um, if that's what it comes to. Because I don't want them, i gotta, I got to stay in this town and work in this town and deal with these people again. You guys are going to be gone. And so I'm just too old school to start tinkering with that and then have them say, well, I don't want to show that house. If I can, if I can show this one right over here and I'm going to get paid five grand more, why in the world would I show this one unless I'm really in a bind? And I just don't, I, I didn't want to play that game 
when a lot of people did, including builders. They didn't want to pay anybody anything, period. And they're still trying to claw their way back from that. Interesting. So, 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 uh, so I'll speak to my style. Right. Obviously, different style. Slam um, your fist down on the table. <laughs> turn over the desk. <laughs> so it's funny. So it obviously depends. You got to read. You got to read the room a little bit, right? Yeah. To, to determine like how you're going to the angle you take. I, I'll tell you. I'm going to give Phil Puma some credit. He like, he coached me a couple years ago, and he said something. I just and I use it every now and then. I got I got a couple ways to overcome this. He goes, Yeah, you know, I used to. So hey, Jeremy, will you lower your commission to five percent? And I go, Man, I tell you what, I used to do that back when I sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years ago when I sucked, I used to lower my commission. But I don't suck anymore. I was young and I needed the money. <laughs> yeah. Back when I was desperate, when I was desperate for a sale, I would do that. I'm, I'm, I'm on top of my game now. I don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? And the other part is, so then I follow it up with, so listen, like, why would you want to choose somebody that's willing to, to lower, their, lower their commission that can't take, their, take care of their own business how do you expect them to take care of your business? How fast are they going to give away your money? They right, gave exactly. away their money that right. fast. And okay. I will tell you, and I just sit there and I'm just quiet. And yet they're like, okay, you're right, Jeremy, let's go. The next person that speaks loses. Yep, yep. Now, the other, I, I will tell you, now, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I have 100% batting average here, okay? Like, right. there's, 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 there's times that comes up that, that, you know, the seller just needs to feel like they win, okay? And I feel like I'm about to open up Pandora's box. But, so there's a couple ways I overcome that. So I never give a percentage discount. Period. I will keep it to a dollar amount. All right, because I will tell you, most people can't even do the math. Okay, so they call it a you know, million dollar house, one percent discounts, ten thousand dollars. Right? They're, most people are not going to be able to do that math. But I'll say, listen, I'll tell you what, I'll give, I'll, I'll give up twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Right, instead of ten thousand dollars. Right, they just need to feel like they win something. And I don't go there unless. So I also charge a transaction fee on every single sale. That's where I thought you were going. I, I, know, I, know, that's, I know, No, that's beautiful. Okay. That's brilliant. I okay. love it. Okay. I love it. So I charge a transaction fee. I charge $7.97 per transaction. Yeah. Why, now, your question is, why do I charge $7.97? There's two, two reasons. Number one, I was on a coaching call with Jim Bass and Mike Wood. Actually, Dayton was coaching us. Was I? Remember? Okay. remember? <laughs> we were t- Dayton challenged us to raise our transaction fee. And Jim goes, Arbitrarily. Right. Jim, Jim goes, I'm, I'm going to raise it to $7.95. I came in the next call. I'm charging $7.97. <laughs> Because I like to win, all right? Two bucks better. <laughs> but, um, and then also I think it's like, so, so we'll, I'll talk about that just for a second. Okay, so, if, and I don't get a lot of pushback on the transaction fee. What I say the transaction fee is for, it's for E&O insurance, because I cover my own E&O insurance, right? And it's for an attorney I have on, on retainer if I need something during the transaction. Now, if I'm in, if, if, I, if this seller just absolutely has to win, I'll, like, I'll tell you what, Mr. Seller, I tell you what, I will cover. I'm not going to waive. I'm going to cover your transaction fee. That's right? a great distinction. That's, yes. a, that's okay. there's a that's difference. A better way seeing, to say it. That's a better it. way. Yeah, there's a difference in that because now I'm going to leverage this. So, but listen, but you have to promise me that if I do a great job, you're going to send me a referral during and after the transaction. So I'm leveraging it for something else on my end. Because now, now, now for them, it's just a transaction. It's it's a bargaining. So right. now I'm using bargain. I'm, Let's bargain. Let's okay, bargain. Cool. That's right. Cool. I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. Go back and forth. Yes. My, yeah, hold on, Mike. Mike, one second. Yes. What is, what, if they ask you what's the transaction fee is for, what do you what say? You say? Go ahead. You say I, it again. No, I said, so it's for, I, it's to cover my E&O insurance for my team, for the transaction, and then it covers an attorney I have on retainer if we have any sort of transactional or contractual issue during the, during the transaction. Yeah. And if they say, well, if we don't have a problem, do, do we need that? Go, no, I've still got to pay the E&O. I mean, I said, I'm going to send out a stager. Yep. I've got a professional photographer in-house. 
We do videos, Matterports, walkthroughs, the whole thing. You'll be super happy. And yep. if you're not, you let me know. And I, and, I, and I have a confession to make. So I went on a, a past client listing appointment Monday morning. And, you know, basically I left the, left the appointment before I came down here to San Antonio, told my office, send the paperwork, blah, blah, blah. Tuesday, I get a text message from my client saying, hey, Jeremy, gosh, this is our fourth transaction together. Our fourth transaction together. And, God, can you guys cut us a little break on the commission? And I pushed back at first. I pushed back for just a little bit. Yeah. And then the husband chimed in. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I tell you what, guys, you guys are such great clients. You're frequent. I, will go, I will go ahead and waive my transaction fee. Frequent flyers. So yeah. $797 is a lot better than, you know, it's a $400,000 house. It's called a 1% discount. Yeah. So 4000 or so $797 is better than $4,000, right? So you start stacking that up on your P&L, and it definitely makes a difference. For sure. And I've done that for years. And that was one, again, one of my first. That's so why they said, it's how you pay for coaching. You, you charge a transaction fee. Well, coaching was a lot less expensive back then. Yep. But I started, I, oh, it'll never work in my market. There's no way. Great answer, right? $99, no problem, no pushback. Went to a buck fifty, one forty-nine, one fifty. I'm at five ninety-nine, yep. and and so and and it's on the net sheets. It's written in the listing agreement. It's it's an assumed close. That's that's the deal. Period. And it's zero push. I mean, I'm I lost one listing one time because they said. Well, you didn't tell me about that. So, of course, I told you. I tell everybody about it. I've done this a thousand times. But she was really bent about that. So I thought, okay, that's the way it goes. I ended up getting a referral fee because I'd already referred to an agent in Dallas. So I still got paid a little bit on the deal. I lost the listing. But then I looked, and I was kicking myself. Then I went back and said, wait a minute. I closed, I don't know, 200 listings at $600 a pop. So it's $120,000 in transaction fees. That covered a couple of salaries. And I lost one. So... I'm still not over it, but uh, but, it I'm, but I'm, get, I'm getting better. I can rationalize it a little bit. Especially you start closing 20, 30 deals a, uh, you know, a month. I mean, th- those transaction fees add up, man. You're talking you know, 15 It covers to 20, salary 15 or two salaries, yeah. or it covers your coaching. Yes, that's right. Yes, ma'am. I know this is a listing um, presentation, but do you charge a transaction fee on the buyer side as well? I sure do. You do. And is it the same amount? Nope, 495 because okay. now I'm counting on my buyer's agents to convert that. And, I, and I'm basically lower my expectations a little bit because you know, obviously they're not the same salesperson, right? But and if they don't, if they don't get it, if they have to waive it, they have to pay for it. Okay, interesting. Yep, that's nice. So it's revenue to you one way or no the other. What? Yep. They, uh, they can't so, defend that. If they can't defend that, that's the deal. That's right. So, so last, costs- obje- last objection, I want to make sure we go over because we're get, we're getting a little close on time. So let's say you you're, you can't close. You're you're having issues closing the deal in person, right? But you're not walking out without the paperwork. If I right? can help it, yeah. How do you how, how do you typically handle that objection? Well, they'll say we, we want to talk about it, and I'll sit back and I say, please talk all you want. <laughs> and I'll reach over and pet the dog or yeah. do whatever. Do you need to go make a call? Take, hey, I'll step take, outside. Take all the time you need, <laughs> and and then, so try to lighten it up a little bit. And sometimes you just there's just no way they're gonna sign. Not the people that I saw last Saturday. There was just no way they were going to yeah, sign. And I thought, all right, I'm not going to push my luck. And I'll still, we'll, we'll lose one every once in a while after that. But that's just yep. the I reality of the market. I circle back, and, I, and I, one, one word I've tried to remove from my vocabulary is why. Yeah, yeah what am I missing? What did I? Right. I'm trying to remove that from my vocabulary because it sounds very combative. So yeah, it's, it's, it's confrontational. Confrontational, right? It's a poke. So, why? So, the, why? so the way I handle it, and I got this from a book a couple years ago, is 
All right, so listen, I understand we've only met for 60 minutes. It's hard to build trust in 60 minutes. It's one of two reasons why you're not moving forward with me. It's either you don't like me or you don't trust me. Which is it? And I sit there and make the man's course. They're not going to say, oh, God, we don't like you. You know, what are the odds of that, right? I don't think I've ever, ever, ever had anybody say that. That's, like me. That is solid goal right there. I will, I will. So. Yeah, everybody so should. you either don't like me or you don't trust me. Oh, I was Gary, uh, I'm trying to remember who wrote the book. Vaynerchuk? Or, no, somebody, let me get back to you on that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Listen, I'm in Keller Williams, so I know Gary Keller <laughs> like the back of my hand. But, uh, so then I, I follow up the question with, you know, so, you know, it's one of, it's one of three reasons. Either it's financial, I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't, an, or I'm sorry, it's, it's financial reasons, it's for trust reasons, or time reasons. And if I, and I, I purposely put time last. So if it's not financial, if it's not because you don't really trust me, if it's just time, well, listen, I tell you what, again, I understand that I can't build trust in a six, 30 to 60 minute conversation. Why don't you just try me out for 30 days? Try me out for 30 days. Yep. If you don't, if you don't like me, if you don't like our processes, I'm threatening all that risk. We, no we'll, we'll, pass, we'll, we'll pass, we'll pass, we'll, we'll, we'll pass on and move on. Listen, once they get into my process, they're not going anywhere. No right? retainer fees, no cancellation fees, no penalty fees, nothing. Yep. If yep. you don't like it. That's a great lower the bar close. Yep. So I, I use lower the bar a lot when I'm in person. Yes. Okay. So and, and I'll I'll do one of those. It might be time if it's timing. I'm gonna say, tell you what, let's get the paperwork done. Let me get you in the queue for the stager. Let me get everything else done. We'll revisit price if we need to later. Yep. Sign here. Yep. I want them when they're talking to their friends at work tomorrow. How was your evening? Oh, we met with a realtor. Oh, oh my God, you're gonna sell your house. You need to call my friend. You need to call my cousin. Well, we signed something. That's. That's all I want them to say is we signed something. Yep. So that just preempts anybody else from coming in there. And that paperwork is not enforceable in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's not. But they think they signed something. Right. And, and then, if they want to cancel the next day, then that, it happens. But that honor call also, that's the last one yes. I think. The, the, I was going to hit that. That's a good okay, point. I'll let you do it. No, no, you're good. No, go ahead. So, that, but here's, here's how you keep from getting that call the next morning. You've got to make that honor call on the way home. Hey, uh, Greg, it was so great to meet you. I really appreciate the opportunity to earn your business. I think your house is stunning. I really feel confident about the price. Uh, I'm really looking forward to working with you. I'm going to have Valerie call you tomorrow morning. She's going to schedule the stager. Photographer will follow after that. We're going to get this show on the road. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take great care of you. You guys have any more questions? Because we, you walked out the door, and they thought, oh, we promised we weren't going to sign anything tonight. We yep. promised we wouldn't get less than eight hundred grand. And he talked us into seven seventy-five, and he was too slick. Yep. And so Fantastic. that keeps that call because the next morning, and who's had that call? Well, we thought about it, and we want a new price. Or we thought about it, and we're going to talk to somebody else. Or we thought about it, and whatever. Buyer remorse, right? Yeah, seller's remorse. And, 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 yep. Bad word. Yep. So, <laughs> a couple questions, and we'll wrap this up. I just had a quick question regarding like staging and photography. Yes. So when you guys are at a listing appointment, apart from the 795, do you cover? 797, don't cheat me out of my dollars. 797, do you cover any, like do you offer like a credit towards staging or do you cover photography or do you pay for it up front and bill it at the end? I, I do all that out of, out of that, my transaction fee. I, I've got my own in-house stager, my own in-house photographer. So they're on my payroll. And then they, then they get some, a side hustle. They'll get the new house, and they'll get, she'll get to decorate the new house 
on their on their dime. So no. like, I mean, how far do you go in regards to staging? Like, is it like a full stage? No knickknack. No, no, no. It's it's strictly that's got to go. That's got to go. It's she, no it's knickknack. Like a consult. I call, yeah. it, I call it a staging consultation okay, on my end. So that's what I call it. Consult, yes, we offer that. Yes. But if there's like furniture that needs not, to be brought uh, in and all no. of that, that's on their dime. It's on their dime. And it's my stager's responsibility to sell that if they really want that. Yeah. I, but I tell them, you know, I typically try, try to talk about it. We, we don't do it at all. Yeah. So you have your stager meet with them yep. and then they decide price and what, how far they want to go with it. Correct. No, I've already, and we've already established the price and stager's. So the price a, of staging. Oh, staging price. Yes, oh, okay. Yes, pardon yes. me. Pardon yeah. me. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I don't want to fiddle with that. We can have a follow up conversation on that if you'd like. This man has not asked a question all day, yes. so you're, you're Um, Jeremy, can you repeat uh, when you're closing and you say there's only two reasons you won't hire me? One, you don't like me, or two, you don't trust me. Which one is it? And then they mm-hmm. say, no, none of them. Then you follow up with, uh, so what is it? Is it uh, time so, or price? Can you repeat so that? So it's one of three things. It's either, it's, either, it's either financial reasons, it's you truly don't trust me, mm-hmm. or it's time. Time, so and I and I want them to say no. It's not financial. It's not this. And that's not. So I want them to say that because I want to close with time at the end. At at the end of the day, I don't want to walk out without getting the paperwork. Mm -hmm. So that's I'm guiding them down a path on purpose. Ooh, it's kind of sales stuff. Yeah, that's what you have to do, right? Yeah. Okay, guys, it's been a blast. Is there any questions we can answer for you? If there's any other follow-up questions, please come see us. We'll gladly talk to you. You've been listening to the Core Sales Training Bootcamp. Registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at thecoretraining.com.